0: welcome to the Hey Senat podcast. I'm your host, Senat Janeski, and I'm here to have real-life conversations about the things that we need to hear but don't really like to talk about. So tune in each week as we laugh and cry our way to a new perspective. Now let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome to the very first episode of the Hey Senat podcast. I am so excited to be doing this. I'm so happy to have you here and listening. I want to, first of all, thank you so much for the support. And this episode is just going to be about why I started this podcast, who I am, and what gives me the right to be doing this. (laughs) Well, because I want to. Isn't that enough? I think in the last few years, I've I've been talking so much about doing a podcast and wanting to find the right person to do it with and wanting to find the right name. And it was all talk and I never actually moved forward with anything because I made the little things so big when really I can just do this. I can do it on my own. All the names that I thought about were taken and I kept thinking that if I wanted a podcast. It had to have this really cool name and I have to wait until I have the name before I can be inspired to continue with this. And then I just said, F it. (laughs) I'm just going to name it after myself because I'm the host and I'm allowed to do that. And I gave myself the permission. And what's ironic about me naming this podcast, The Hey Senat Show is that I used to hate my name I really really hated my name because growing up in Canada as a first generation Canadian I had a hard time teaching people how to pronounce it properly and then I would hate meeting new people because then I have to tell them my name and everyone always said it incorrectly. And this just goes to show how far I've come in my self-love journey, in my growth, that I'm actually just throwing it out there. And if you can't say it, that's okay, but if you can say it, that's awesome. And I'm just naming it after myself. Welcome again. You know, I have been wanting to share my story, and it is one of resilience and one of self-love, and it didn't always come easy to me. I had a very loving childhood because I was surrounded with so much love, but I always felt this sense of loneliness, and I couldn't pinpoint it. I couldn't figure out why I was feeling lonely. It wasn't until I really connected with myself and started to develop a relationship with myself that that disappeared. And it had nothing to do with any external factors or anybody else in my life. It was just, how do I get to know myself on a deeper level? How can I love myself? And that was the answer. And so I'm hoping that this podcast gives an opportunity to the listeners that may need to do some healing or may need to shift their perspective And each week, I'm going to have a different guest on here. We're going to talk about things that are typically taboo, things that we don't really like to talk about. We really need to hear them. And one episode may work for someone. Another one may work for someone else. But it's going to be all about community, all about a safe space to explore our feelings and our emotions with the objective of growth. Now back to my childhood a little bit, like I said, I I was so loved and when I look back and think of my child, childhood, I do remember how loved I felt, but I also do have some deeply rooted abandonment issues there. I did feel abandoned at one point in my childhood and I carried that with me. Didn't know how to communicate or manage my emotions as a child. I wasn't taught. So I I developed this habit of suppressing my feelings. The friendships that I had through adolescence and into high school and my teenage years, those friendships were incredibly toxic, unfortunately. So the only experience that I had with friends was one of toxicity and emotional abuse. And I didn't know any different. I didn't know that the possibility of real true love within friendships was out there, unconditional love, people that had your back and that stood up for you and didn't try and put you down. I became very much a people pleaser. I was scared of the instability within the friendships that I started to perform and I guess try and be what they needed me to be and I lost my own identity. I still had a very kind heart and I still had this like real hopeless romantic idea of what life could be but I just didn't know how to get there. I didn't know how to stand up for myself. I didn't know how to set boundaries. I didn't know what my worth was. And when I was just finishing high school, I was about 18 years old. I was I became very sick. I had some some stomach issues. I was in and out of the hospital, I couldn't go to school, I was home, I lost an incredible amount of weight. That changed the way that everybody looked at me, but it also developed a body dysmorphia for myself because I lost weight so quickly that my mind couldn't keep up with my body. And so I developed this body dysmorphia where I couldn't even I didn't even know what my body actually looked like. When I would look in the mirror, I would see my old body. That was difficult because I was getting all of this attention. It caused problems with my friends. I started getting attention from boys. I started dating and I was just trying to navigate what it meant to, to like a boy, to date a boy. I've only been in heterosexual relationships and so I'm referring them <laughs> referring to them as boys but you know these partnerships and and when I was 18 I had my first boyfriend trouble with friends started to really amplify uh, there was a lot of jealousy for no reason unfortunately and I was exploring myself and exploring my sexuality for the first time ever. Unfortunately, in our culture, I grew up. I like I said, I'm a first generation Canadian. My family is Lebanese. I strongly identify with being Lebanese. That's how I introduce myself. I'm, I'm Lebanese. I I speak Arabic. I am fully immersed in my culture, but I also was born and raised in Canada, and so my whole life I'm I'm straddling the two and trying to find my identity within that and i think so many of us can relate but when when it comes to sexuality it was it was a really tough time to grow up because there is a lot of stigma around the topic of sex so we didn't really talk about it we weren't there was this idea that we were supposed to wait until we were married um uh, there was also this idea that if you did have sexual experiences you were now tainted you are now not worthy you are not quote unquote wifey material and so i had a really hard time managing the ideas and expectations of my community, but also having these urges as a young adult and trying to explore my sexuality. And so I was in a, a small relationship. And I say small, it was very short term and it wasn't a serious relationship. We were young and we were kids and we were just having fun over the summer and and we were exploring our sexualities together. And unfortunately things went too far without my consent. I felt deeply ashamed and like many sexual abuse victims, I blamed myself. I kept going over and over in my head about did I say no loud enough? Did I not say no enough? Is this my fault for putting myself in a position where something like this could happen? And I did not have the tools to process and I did not have the resources to seek professional help on this topic. I really didn't have anyone that I felt like I'd, I could talk to and, and so I suppressed it. I suppressed my feelings. I suppressed The trauma. I didn't even admit to myself what really happened. And that changed the entire trajectory of my young adult life. I lost my friends because they continued to be abusive towards me. And it was explosive. It was, they were bullying me. It became cyberbullying. It became um, torture. It became um, deep emotional abuse. And so I had no friends. I went through this horrible, horrible situation, completely alone, didn't feel like I could talk to anyone about it. I I jumped from one relationship to another. The timing of it just happened to be that they were almost overlapping and I felt safe in this new relationship. And so I just jumped right into it without processing and continuing to lie to myself and that developed into a habit of suppressing my emotions and and not honoring what i was feeling a few years went on of course i i i kind of i went through a depression and then i i got out of it somewhat i met who's now my husband and we ended up getting married and having children and having this beautiful life but i I never really had like i said the tools to, to process and manage my emotions and to set boundaries and to have an identity outside of a relationship. And 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 I so badly wanted a relationship because I just always felt so safe in a relationship. And I was madly head over heels, totally in love, that hopeless romantic part of myself. But I just didn't know how to have an identity outside of a relationship. And then I became a mother And we so often hear stories about mothers losing their own identity to motherhood. And I can relate to that as well. It became about having the children, raising the children. And then my mother was diagnosed with cancer and my whole world just stopped. It felt like I had been hit by a truck. I had two very young children back to back at home. I was trying to work on my career, trying to advance my life a little bit. And then this happens and I didn't know how to process it. It was very challenging, but it was also hopeful at the time. They, the doctors said that she just had to do a light chemo and she should be okay. And at the one year checkup, they said that they had cured the or first cancer but it had spread and now that it has spread into her lymph nodes it is now terminal and again I have a marriage I've been married for four years at this point I have three young children now because I got pregnant after my mother's diagnosis so now I have three kids in four years and four years of marriage and I'm being told that my mother's illness is terminal. Oh boy, was that ever challenging. Still no tools on how to cope, still just burying my head in the sand and like trying to, to go and move and be productive and raise my family and, and be a wife and be a daughter And completely no time for myself or trying to figure out my own identity within this and trying to heal everything that's happened in my life before this point. Like none of that was even an option at this point. And unfortunately the inevitable came, my mother's illness succumbed and she was like in her final days. I just kept trying to get through like being there for my mom meant being away from my kids and being with my kids meant being away from my mom i developed this really deep guilt like i was doing something wrong no matter where i was nothing was going right and my mom passed away and because of the guilt of always being away from the children i i just jumped right back into life i i remember taking them swimming like the first week and, and like just trying to do as much as I possibly could before school started. And I eventually fell into another deep depression. And what I've come to realize is that my depression looks like self-hate. I hated myself. I hated my life. I felt guilty about that because I had these three healthy, beautiful children, and I felt guilty about hating my life, but it was because everything that I had gone through had come to the surface, and I couldn't handle it anymore, and I didn't know what to do, and that went on for about a year after my mother had passed away, and finally, I just said, enough is enough, I, I can't keep going on like this. I don't want to live like this. I'm not happy. I hate myself. I don't know how to love myself. And I found coaching. I was scrolling on Instagram one day and I found A coach that it was a relationship coach and I just reached out and I said I don't know if you can help me I know you're a relationship coach I'm in a marriage I don't need relationship help right now I just need to have a relationship with myself and I need to learn how to love myself and that was the first step that I had ever taken towards healing or towards my own personal growth and that was about four and a half years ago. And ever since then, I have been on this path to self-love and path of healing. I started going to regular Reiki appointments, and Reiki is energy healing, and all of the things that I was suppressing started to come to the surface, and I was healing them. I was processing them. I was... Thinking, no wonder I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling after everything that I've been through. And I started to gain a new appreciation for my life and a new appreciation for who I was as a person. And then I had the opportunity to share my story in a co author project, a book that is on Amazon now and was a number one Amazon bestseller called The Self Love Club, Volume One. And I wrote a part of my story on there. From there, I had people reaching out to me, just thanking me for for being vulnerable and thanking me for sharing my story and asked if I was now a coach. And that brought on the idea of potentially being a life coach and helping people through the toughest times or maybe not even the toughest time maybe things are going well and they just want more and and just being like a support for that and so i i took a course i'm now a certified life coach and i want to do this podcast as a branch of my coaching to offer a safe space for people who may not make that move and reach out to a coach or to a therapist or to a healer because they, they I, one are not ready Or two, just aren't familiar with it or are scared to take that leap. And so my goal here is to help people to have that safe space to put out these episodes that might resonate and plant a seed in someone's mind and just know that you are not alone and you are so worthy of the love that you give so effortlessly to everybody else in your life. This is a community. We can continue the conversation offline. You can share this with people that may think that, you may think that they need it. I shared a little bit about my story. I'm gonna continue to share my story throughout these episodes. Things that I didn't mention is menstruation and my endometriosis diagnosis, my lifelong battle with Eating disorders and body image and weight loss and weight gain, just motherhood as a whole. There's still so much more to talk about and to dive into. And this is just a bit of an intro. So if you feel like someone in your life may benefit from this, then please bring them into this community. It is a safe space. And I'm really looking forward to diving in deeper and helping a lot of people. Thank you again so much for being here and I really hope you like what I put out there. Have an amazing day. That's a wrap on this week's episode of the Haysanat podcast. Please follow along on Instagram. Handle is at H-E-Y to continue the conversation and please share this with your friends and family if you think that anyone out there needs to hear today's message. Together, we can really help a lot of people. Have an excellent day and thanks for tuning in.